This is a Queensland Department of Education podcast. In uncertain times, as we currently have with the COVID-19 pandemic, it is important to look after ourselves. With a return to Term 2 and the challenges this new way of working and learning brings to our schools, corporate offices and communities, we often prioritise everything else above our own health and well-being. However, it's important that we recognise that looking after ourselves is not an indulgence. It is necessary to be able to continue to be effective and to support others over the long term. Hi, I'm Virginia Bowditch and I'm with the communications team in the department. To assist you to manage your current situation at work and at home and maintain positive mental health and well-being, a series of well-being podcasts will be released in the next coming weeks. Organisational health and well-being consultant Mike DeGuara joins me today to talk about staying connected while working from home. This is the second of our Looking After Yourself podcasts. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome, Virginia. Now, working remotely can be a challenge, particularly when it's a new experience for many of us. Are there any strategies on adjusting to working remotely? Yeah, so this is a very individual experience. And we know that some people will adjust quickly. For some people, the adjustment will take a little longer. And for others, it may present a real practical and emotional struggle. So here are some general recommendations for anyone working remotely. Establish a regular routine. Routines make us feel comfortable and secure, particularly if our usual routine is disrupted. Set work hours to maintain a clear boundary between work and home life. And this will be a repetitive theme, maintaining boundaries. Set up a dedicated workspace with good lighting and minimal distractions if you can. Set up your workstation to be ergonomically safe and check out Flexible by Design on one portal for more information. Take a lunch break and avoid snacking on unhealthy foods throughout the day. Make a plan for the day and try to stick to it where possible. Try to incorporate activity and sunshine into your day. Check in with others through the course of the day or the week. This is how we can remain connected with each other. Now, this relies on using technology and some imagination. Let others know when you're logging off for the day. This is important because it represents a symbolic end of your working day. Have no technology zones around the house to help that feeling of separation between work and home. Most importantly, remember that this is a temporary period of adjustment and we need to support each other. There's some great tips there, Mike. Thanks, especially the avoiding snacking on unhealthy foods. <laughs> Many of our leaders are managing remote teams now. What do they need to be mindful of as they support staff? Yeah, so I think that leaders can support their staff by regularly checking in with teams and individuals to see how they are adjusting and by creating opportunities for team members to chat outside team meetings. Remember, some staff will prefer to do that privately. This practice reduces the feeling of being cut off from our colleagues. And providing staff with appropriate control and flexibility over how they do their work will positively impact their mental health. So too will recognising the efforts that staff are making under difficult circumstances. Many staff will need extra support with the technical aspects required to successfully work remotely. Encourage team members to agree on how to stay in touch 
to reduce the impact of working in isolation. The responsibility to stay connected is a shared one. Understand that some members of your team might be balancing childcare responsibilities while working. The tip here is to acknowledge this, offer support where you can, and help them to work around it. We'll talk more on this challenging area in coming weeks. After a few weeks of working remotely, there are risks that communication will become a lower priority. However, this is the time for all leaders to be more diligent and intentional about regular communication and maintaining team connections. I think also that leaders need to pay particular attention to team members they know are more vulnerable due to their personal circumstances and those who may be at greater risk of deteriorating mental health. By being alert to these indications, someone may be struggling emotionally, a leader can intervene early and hopefully help stop any decline. What support is available for leaders as they continue to manage remote teams? Our leaders do play a key role in keeping teams connected and maintaining team engagement through COVID-19. The department is providing corporate and school-based leaders with online access to a leadership coach. A coach can assist you to solve some of the complex problems that might arise during this challenging period. Corporate or school-based leaders can visit the Looking After Yourself page on one portal to find out more and to register their interest. Our school leaders also have access to the Principal Coaching and Support Service, which offers individual telephone support and short videos developed in response to COVID-19, along with other support to school leaders. And again, search the department's One Portal page to find out more. If any leader becomes concerned about an employee's mental health, I'd encourage them to contact the manager hotline through our employee assistance provider on 1800 604 640. There you'll find guidance in supporting an employee you may be concerned about. They can also offer strategies to successfully refer a staff member to EAP to access individual support. I'd also encourage leaders to go to beyondblue.org.au for mental health resources. We've discussed the importance of practicing self-care previously, and the importance of leaders looking after their physical and their emotional well-being is paramount. The concern leaders show to their staff and the self-care that they model can make a positive impact on their teams. Some staff are back working in schools this term. How can they be supported? Yes, so most staff will no doubt welcome their return to something resembling their usual routine and familiar surroundings. Some individuals, however, will have some concern relating to their safety as they return back to their school or perhaps a different environment altogether. Concerns, fears, apprehension and low-level anxiety are reasonable reactions under the present circumstances surrounding COVID-19 and don't necessarily indicate the presence of a mental health concern. The role leaders play in a staff member's experience returning back to school will have an enormous impact. And I'd encourage leaders to recognise, respond and refer. So being alert to the signs, the obvious and the subtle signs of a staff member struggling emotionally with returning will help them get the support they need. This is best achieved by checking in with them directly 
and regularly. Responding to a staff member displaying anxiety at returning to school requires compassion as well as privacy. It's best achieved by asking questions of them directly to understand what they need at that time. And a referral may be as simple as encouraging an individual to activate their usual support networks, to practice some self-care, to connect with someone they trust to confide in, to make an appointment with their GP, or to access the support available through the Employee Assistance Program. And here are some helpful tips to make this work. Know your staff. Understand what's going on for them, professionally and personally, is vital. Regularly check in to notice changes in behaviour or appearance, because it might be these changes that are first indicating something is wrong. Ask questions rather than making assumptions. Assist individuals to make their own connections that they find helpful and supportive at this time. Practical assistance is also helpful. Encourage people to seek help early. And by remaining calm and centred, you can assist others to emotionally self-regulate. Do you have any further recommendations to help anyone who may be working from home? Yes, Dr. Natasha Withers offers these tips for staying healthy while working from home. And some we've already covered, but they're worth repeating. Set up a separate office space and if possible, create a soothing environment. It doesn't have to be identical to the workspace you've just left. She recommends choosing a good chair or otherwise get rid of the chair altogether. Look for opportunities for movement and stretching. Get up every hour and get out of the house at least once a day. Set a schedule and stick to it. Keep the kitchen stocked with healthy snacks and meals. Maintaining a healthy work-life balance by logging your time and setting reasonable limits. Get showered and dressed as if you're going to work. It won't help your mental health in the long run to stay in your pyjamas all day, every day. When you create your schedule, use the flexibility to your advantage. You might like to schedule activity or even workouts as you would do meetings. Some parts of working from home will actually be enjoyable. Identify what they are and appreciate them. Our employee assistance provider, LifeWorks, can offer support and resources to any staff member who may need some support at this time for both work and personal issues. LifeWorks is available by calling 1800 604 640. And finally, I'd like to leave you with this message. Hopefully the connections that we make now during this crisis will continue to support us long after the crisis has passed. Thanks, Mark. There's some really useful tips in there. You're very welcome, Virginia. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast.